What's up, Internet? This is Carlos Reyes, and I'm with Kyla Growler, and we're going to be talking about social media and online trolls. Yes. So today, we're just going to talk about how to deal with social media trolls. Um, let's just start by defining what a social media troll is to us. Carlos, what do you, what do you define a social media troll as? Um, so I would I would define a social media troll as someone that is looking to you know cause an offense or cause a rise versus uh, you know actually delivering fair criticism. Um, I think oftentimes there is some fair criticism with the trolling, but you know that's obviously not their emphasis. Their emphasis is just to see how they can poke you or get a rise out of you. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, all great valid points. Social media trolls, I feel like, are just people who want to just annoy you, basically. Yeah. Like, especially there's a lot of trolls who are, like, so repetitive. Like, I know we've had that happen at work before. Well, people will comment on everything on every platform and that you then know is a troll because they're just like, you guys suck. I contacted you on Facebook and you guys suck. And I contacted you on YouTube and you guys suck. And they're commenting on, like, everything. And it's just, like, they're not really just saying anything. They're just like, you guys suck. You guys suck on every platform of that we're on so that's literally like it's just people like trolls are just annoying to me you can tell you can tell um when someone's actually being a troll i feel like which we'll talk about um next too but um this week in class we read an article from kendall walters um who wrote it for the hootsuite blog how to deal with trolls on social media was what the article was about. He said, a troll is someone who deliberately provokes others online, typically through inflammatory, offensive, and provocative comments, which is like really true. And their intent is to upset others. And one thing that really stood out to me, um, he said, angry users share their negative but sincerely held beliefs while trolls may not believe a word what they write which is yeah so right yeah i definitely think um at least with when you know we work for evil controllers so we do you know game enhancements for controllers which is number one like troll and like yeah definitely so a lot of people you know they don't like the fact that people can purchase a controller and have, a, have an advantage in a video game because you know they feel like it's an uneven playing field it's a like play to win like they're cheating um yeah. yeah exactly so it's like oftentimes you know we'll get comments where they're not really they're not really offering criticism they're just like i hate what you do and i want nothing to do with you and i always feel like the best response to those people is just sort of to um you know respond politely and just you know try to try you know inform them that you know we offer you know controllers that don't have those enhancements but also if somebody just doesn't take the game that seriously and they just want to have fun then we provide that option to them so i always find that you know engaging with trolls in a playful or polite manner uh sort of disengages them they, they don't really know where to go or how to move forward and I think that, you know, people that read those, at least I hope so, will just be like, oh, those were, those guys are super polite. That guy's, you know. That guy's just <laughs> Yeah, that guy's just a, being a mean. <laughs> yeah, he's being a dick. <laughs> um, yeah, so then how would you, let's talk about um, trolls versus angry customers. Like, really, how to tell the difference. So, like I said, my difference would be like, a troll is just 
saying just nonsense, just like not really, just wanting to just, I guess, hash out on someone and have someone to blame. And they're hashing out on you as a troll and not really saying anything like they're we can't give them a response right there's no solving there's no there's they don't want anything right they just (laughs) they want to just express their dissatisfaction yeah yeah i definitely think you know there is a difference between an angry customer and a troll like an angry customer you can figure out the root of their problem you can reach out to them you can offer them solutions and you can also sort of explain why the scenario happened uh, you know, whether it should or should not have and sort of win them back. Um, a troll is typically very difficult to win back, but it's definitely possible. You know, uh, I follow a lot of people that do podcasts and a lot of people that do YouTube and things like that. And one of the one of the comments they always say about online trolls that I actually respect a lot is they feel like, you know, while 80 to 95 percent of trolls might have no criticism in their in their trolling, uh, you know, that five to 20 percent, they actually do. So they try to, you know, weed out the trolls that have nothing to learn from and then, you know, try to find the truth in that five to 20 percent that actually do have something. And, you know, in our work, there are scenarios where, you know, we legitimately made a mistake. And, you know, this troll is very aggressive about it and very angry about it. But we're just like, oh, okay, like we can resolve that problem by editing the website, which takes, you know, less than five minutes. And now we never have to deal with that troll again. Um, Yeah. So there are opportunities to learn from it as well. Yes. So a troll can also be an angry customer, but that will in turn just change them into a customer, I guess. Um. A key takeaway from the blog post was Kendall Walter said, you can tell the difference between who you should be helping and who you simply need to manage. So you need to be helping those angry customers versus those people you need to manage, which are the trolls, because there are ways to deal with trolls. And what is your like, let's number like one or two ways to deal with trolls. Yeah, I think, you know, my number one way of dealing with trolls is to, um, it depends on the degree in which they're trolling. If they're saying something very offensive or, you know, they're using language that is just inappropriate, then I, you know, I straight up delete it just because I don't feel like it's appropriate for other people to uh, engage with that or see that comment. But if they're just upset, I definitely try to win them over Um, just as a brand and as a, you know, it's like you want everyone to be happy. And if there's any amount of legitimate criticism in their complaint, then try to address it and then respond. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just straight up have to ban somebody because they're going across all platforms. They've never purchased a product. You don't even know <laughs> if they have. They haven't provided an order number. And they just hate everyone in the business that you're in. So yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if I found that same person on, like, one of our competitors' list. Yeah, exactly. Just- commenting the same thing just trolling um yeah my number one thing i am a firm big believer on banning people in every aspect of my life though so (laughs) you could like just look at me weird block ban but i know that's not like what a lot of people do um so in the blog post it said that trolls are harmless and they're annoying but harmless Banning should be like one of the last things you do when it comes to social 
networks and their standards um, because you can always report someone. You can report them for a lot of things to actual the platform that you're using, like Facebook or Twitter. You can report them and they will be like blocked from your page from Facebook. Like you don't have to do the blocking because they'll probably investigate it and see like, oh, they're just doing this everywhere. So obviously this person shouldn't be commenting on things. Um, But the article says that you should do those steps first before you block or ban someone. Have you ever took those steps first? Like, have you? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would I would disagree. I mean, it really depends on the context, but it's like, you know, I typically I agree in the sense that banning should be the last resort. Yeah, it said, like, there are cases where trolling is gone too far, so that's where you should block and ban when appropriate, especially when they're, like, escalated to threats and hate speeches. Like, that's really right. where you should just, like, block them. Exactly. And- if hate speech is involved or anything like that, uh, of that nature, I would definitely just remove it right away and ban them. Um, but the other thing for me, like, as a company, it's, like, you know, representing a company, it's just, like, if there's disinformation being spread... So, like, you know, our controllers give players an advantage in the, in video games and whatnot. So a lot of people are like, oh, if you use it, you're going to get banned. And it's like, you know, we can just respond to that and explain that's not actually true. Um, but some of those people are just, you know, literally online trolls in the sense that they'll just go over every post you've ever made and just say that. At which point you just have to ban them because, you know, they're going to scare a customer from purchasing a product for something that is legitimately not true. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it really, it's entirely context-based. But if someone's, you know, spreading disinformation that's going to keep somebody from purchasing, like, I'm not going to wait for Facebook to make a decision. I'm just going to ban it myself. Yeah. Um, that was one of the ways to deal with trolls in the article. It was, he was saying, to respond with facts. Like, let your company acknowledge the issue and then use facts to downplay it. So that happened when um, the whole iPhone Bendgate situation, you know, they were like, oh, iPhone 6 is bend. And so, like... There I just was, thought that was true. It, it is true. So that's what that what is what it says. So respond with facts. So Apple responded and they had an actual like really good response. Um, they said with normal use, a bend in the iPhone is extremely rare. And through our first six days of sale, a total of nine customers have contacted Apple with the bent iPhone 6 Plus. As with any Apple product, if you have questions, you should please contact Apple. Um, they also went on to say what makes that response really work is that Apple does not try to deny the issue of iPhone spending. Rather, the company acknowledges the issue and then uses facts to downplay the hype. So right. they they knew and they were just like, sorry, but which is what we would usually do too. like customers have issues with something like they got certain features and they didn't know too much about it you know what right. i mean they didn't they had high they had different expectations for what the product actually did so like to provide an example like we have a product called auto aim on our controller but it's for specific modes within specific games so it doesn't just work on all shooters but somebody that just sees the name didn't really look into it further it's just like didn't oh. read the asterisk didn't read the <laughs> disclaimers or whatever they right just... they're just gonna assume like they just press trigger and they just shoot anyone on the screen and it auto aims to them yeah so which which is, you know, uh, not completely unfair. So, you know, but through those comments, we've been able to improve the website, improve the information and make sure that, you know, that confusion can stop. Yeah. So among the other ways they were saying is you can simply ignore them, which is a I don't lot. think I never think that's a good ignoring them. 
I never think that's a good. I think you should respond and educate and try to because at the end of the day because it's on social media I do believe that someone else is going to see it besides the original poster so you never want to leave something empty um, but there are cases we leave things blank yeah but I, I'm never a fan of that so yeah if people are just saying little simple things like you guys are stupid this sucks right then it's like, ignore <laughs> like they're not really saying anything negative about our product or something specific you can just like anyone could tell that that's a troll you know what i mean right exactly like they're not saying like oh your one specific product sucks and you guys suck because of a or b and nothing it's just like you suck kys (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you can ignore those um we talked about listening and correcting mistakes, responding with facts. Um, diffusing the situation with humor was pretty funny. Um, I don't know if we've ever diffused yeah, the situation with humor. I've definitely tried to do that, and I would say it's gone both ways, but I would say it's like 50-50. And since we're dealing with products and people get very sensitive when it comes to video games. Yeah, they really do. That I definitely, I've seen things go very badly very quickly when, you know, we thought we made a harmless joke. So I generally stay away from that. Especially in like this time. Like everyone is so sensitive. You can't do anything. Yeah, I would definitely Especially if you're representing yourself, you definitely want to um, make sure everything's okay. But I I definitely think like, Certain brands have been successful at it, like Wendy's. Oh, I love Wendy's Twitter. Oh, my goodness. But unless you're, like, that next-level SaaS person, I just don't recommend it. Yeah. What are some things to avoid in your response to trolls? An example from the article is don't let them get to you. Obviously, it's your job. Like, you shouldn't let it take you any further than your job, you know what I mean? Um, Sometimes trolls' posts can be felt personal, especially if you are, like, your own personal brand. But it's, like, in the end, if they're saying really mean things, like, it shouldn't be taken any further than what's on your screen, I feel like. Right. And I would say at work, you know, at our job, I would say, like, an an unwritten policy is kind of, like... If you feel any emotion towards what you're replying to in the customer via email or social media or anything, never just post it without having someone proofread it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it's just a customer service ticket or a social media or, you know, if you feel like you've, you know, you've gotten a rise out of the customer, then definitely always run it by a colleague or someone else in the office just be like hey let me let me take you away for like a minute or two to, can you take a look at this make sure i'm responding fairly make sure it makes sense you know make sure that it's coming from a place that's logical and not emotional necessarily yeah um, i would exactly. say that's kind of an, an unwritten policy we have that everybody kind of sticks to yeah so it's like you shouldn't um respond defensively because I guess you'll feel worse or angry is what they say, and that'll just bring you down to the trolls level. Um, and they also say not to delete the posts. But yeah, I try to avoid that too. Yeah, I do try to avoid. That's like a, that's like the last minute. But like if if I'm gonna ban somebody anyway, then I delete their posts. But unless I'm gonna ban them, I try not to delete them. Um, 
But, you know, obviously there are instances in which we do that. Yeah, because you're giving them a response that they want. You know what I mean? Because a lot of trolls, I feel like, just comment then immediately screenshot. And then they'll come back and post the picture of their screenshot. Like, why did you delete my post? That's next level trolling, but it's out there. So then what are some preventive measures you can implement today for people listening to avoid these online trolls? Um, I guess the first one would be to make sure that, you know, you know, sometimes when you reply to trolls um, because they misunderstood something or they had some weird expectation or, you know, who knows what, you know, it depends entirely on context. We always make sure that the website and our policies on the website match whatever information we're going to deliver via the post. So, and, you know, nine times out of ten, we do, uh, you know, it already exists, so we just send them the link. And then, you know, we reply in our post. Um, every now and then, you know, it's like, oh, wait, they had a good point that wasn't well referenced. You know, at which point we thank them for the feedback. We let them know we're adding it to our site. And then we send them the link once it's been added to the site. So I always think, you know, you never want to respond to a troll without factual information that can be referenced on the website itself. Something you have support from. Exactly. You have to support your facts you're putting out there. Another great one that I guess not too many, I guess this is more for like if you have groups and stuff, is to just straight out create a policy. Like, hey, these comments are strictly for being nice and like telling them what they can and cannot post, I guess. And that way you're not specifically banning them for what they say, but for not following the guidelines. I see. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that is really smart. Especially if you have like a Facebook page that could be like a pin to post or like a tweet. You could pin the tweet of being like, hey, if there's any post that contains the words blank, blank, and blank, like you'll be banned. No questions asked. Right. Um, and another one is building a supportive, friendly community. There's definitely people, I've seen this on our social media, people like backing it up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, very like happy customers and everything if we don't get to an angry customer or a curious customer in time our community of people that we have will be like oh i can tell you like evil controllers is like the greatest i love their products um what else do you want to know like i can help you and it's so nice to like know that there's those kind of people out there right so that was definitely nice during the holidays where we just kind of, you know, backed up with so much to do. And, you know, somebody would be like, hey, can I use can I use this product in this video game? And then, you know, just one of a previous customer was just like, oh, yeah, you can. This is how you use it. Um, stuff like that is just awesome. Yeah, it's really great. And then obviously just listening to these people, that's the only way you can tell who's a troll and who's actually an angry customer. Because you obviously do want to address all the angry customers and get them back to like remembering why they wanted to be a customer in the first place. Right. I think, I think at the end of the day, an angry customer is always worth winning over. Um, obviously sometimes they can be so ridiculous that they're asking for too much, but nine times out of 10, you know, they're just, they're just frustrated. So if you can figure out the, the source of their frustration and you just resolve that, 
then not only are they happy and you know purchased your product, but now they're just like, hey, I was I was kind of a jerk to these guys, but they did A, B, and C for me. Have we ever gotten an apology? I don't think within like what my two years, I don't think anyone said sorry to me after they're being mean. They're just mean. <laughs> we, we get it in and customer then, service. Really? Wow. Yeah. Everyone's just mean, and then they'll be like. Now I'm not mad, but I still hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, in customer service, we'll get phone calls or, we'll, you know, we'll get tickets to emails or like, you know, just the other day, somebody over the holidays was like, you know, I was I was really mean to you guys. It was the holidays. I was super stressed. <laughs> and like he legitimately just left a, vo- a voicemail apologizing for oh, how rude he was. so sweet. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like, that was cool. So, you know, we gave him some free swag and, you know. We understood his frustration and why he was concerned. And, you know, he got it before Christmas. He was really happy. And, you know, we ended up hooking up with him. You know, some extra T-shirts, some extra hats. Nice. My number one thing, I love giving out free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos hates it. I'm always like, they'll like say like half of the problem and I'll be like, free shit. Do it. <laughs> now, give them everything for free. <laughs> Pretty much. But there is actually yeah, a lot of ways I love... I, I love talking about this, but I'm ready for cool, snack yeah, th- now. Yeah, I think that's that's <laughs> it. So it was, it was uh, nice talking to the internet. Um, if you have any more questions about how to deal with social media trolls, I mean, this is our first episode, so we hope to get more comfortable with this and really just, like, go deeper into these subjects, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, we tried to address a lot of angles of dealing with social media trolls so if you have any more further questions i guess you can find us on twitter hashtag we have to read the description (laughs) (laughs) this will give you a chance to read the description and rate us (laughs) yeah there you go there you go follow us subscribe whatever you're on um yeah peace out all right later (laughs)